Hello everyone, and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban, and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder at Refinery Life Church Australia on the beautiful Gold Coast. We hope you enjoy this message, and you really get a touch from God. Now, if you're on the Gold Coast, please come and visit us, and join us as we meet together and share the Word of our Lord. Currently, due to the coronavirus, we're meeting at 9.30 on Sundays, online, and the website to look at is www.refinerylife.online.church. And for more details, you can log on to our normal website, which is www.refinerylife.org. Hey everyone, I'm Gary Hoban and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. This week we're going to continue our series titled Understanding Christ's Passion. The death of Christ was interpreted only as a great personal tragedy and a political catastrophe by the disciples until the light of God was shed on this event through the doorway of an empty tomb and the presence of a living Lord. And this week we're going to talk about realising the resurrection. The text we're concentrating on is Luke 24, 15 and 16. It starts in verse 15 with, While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Verse 16, But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And then Luke 24, 30, 31 says, When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. The scripture that I'd like everyone to read is Luke 24, 13 to 35. And it's a long one, so read it with me. Bear with us as we go through this. It's important. It's when they're on the road to Emmaus. In verse 13, it says, That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. And while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still looking sad. One of them named Cleopas answered him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people. In verse 20 it says, And how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning. And when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they have even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Verse 24. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was this not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses 
and all the prophets, he interpreted to them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Verse 28. So they drew near to the village of which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is toward evening and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and he blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Verse 31. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road? While he opened us up to the scriptures. And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together. Saying, The Lord has risen indeed. And has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road. And how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Wow. It's a long scripture, but it tells a fantastic story. Approached from the standpoint of the two disciples who walked with the risen Christ on the road, our scripture reading is a beautiful, beautiful story. Luke told it simply and in great detail because the experience of these two disciples was representative of all Jesus' followers, including us today. This story illustrates that it is possible to see and not yet perceive to behold and not recognize, to have the risen Christ walk beside us without even realizing it is truly. This story has two key verses, Luke 24, 16 and 31. There's a dark side to the story, and that's verse 16, but the eyes were kept from recognizing him. But there's also a bright side, verse 31, where it says, and their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Heartbreak and sadness gave way to joy and gladness. As clearly as in any record of the New Testament, there are two sides of a coin. The dark side of the coin, but the eyes were kept from recognizing him. Imagine it. These disciples were walking beside the risen Lord, and they did not realize it. So what is the fact here? It is simply that these disciples were in the presence of the greatest reality in history. The reality of the risen Christ, but they did not know it. So can we sit in judgment of them? Is it not pathetic that our own eyes are so often dimmed by unbelief that we fail to realize his presence? And what explains this fact? The statement they were kept from recognizing him doesn't mean their physical sight was in any way impaired nor does it mean that God had blinded their eyes their failure to recognize him was a judgment that they had brought on themselves they were victims of their own preoccupation and with other thoughts and other things obviously they did not expect to see Jesus they were absorbed in their grief in their frustration and their disappointment. They were victims of their own presuppositions. They said in verse 21, But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Here they reveal the popular misunderstanding of the role of the Messiah of their hopes. The crucifixion of Jesus 
was seen as fatal to the hope that he would prove to be the Christ. They were victims of their own unbelief. Their words to Jesus were a confession of obstinate unbelief. They did not expect their Lord to fulfill his own promises. And they refused to believe the word of cheer sent by heavenly messengers. And Jesus rebuked them in Luke 24, 25-26, saying, And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Jesus rebuked them not for, for, for not believing Sorry, the Old Testament. They had failed to believe all the prophets had spoken, particularly about his atoning death and his return to heavenly glory. And what resulted from this fact? What were the consequences for not recognizing their Lord? How dark is the picture? Because they did not believe the resurrection had truly taken place. And they had not experienced its uplifting power. Sadness still ruled in their hearts. As the two disciples were talking with each other, Jesus asked, What is this conversation you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still looking sad. They had abandoned all hope. Verse 21 says, But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Notice the past tense. We had hoped. Now their hope was gone. The fact that the disciples did not recognize Jesus demonstrates the extreme darkness of unbelief. They continued their speech sadly in Luke 24, 21 to 24, where it says, But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the evening. And when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Note, it is the third day since all this took place. They did remember Jesus' promise, but they did not recognize him as the risen Christ. To paraphrase their thoughts, we could say it this way. We remember his promise to rise on the third day, but as you can see, he didn't keep his promise. Being disappointed in Jesus is like dwelling in a pit of darkness and doubt. But there's a bright side to the coin. Luke 24:31 says, And their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. What led to their open eyes and their recognition of Christ? It happened in a second, but it had its light bulb moments along the way. First came the revelation of Scripture. Luke reported in Luke 24, 27, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the Scriptures the things concerning himself. And when finally they recognized him, they said in Luke 24, 32, Did not our hearts burn with us while he talked to us along the road, while he opened us to the Scriptures? Under the touch of the Bible's central figure, 
The scriptures they had known from childhood were coming alive with light. And they saw the the suffering servant of the prophet's vision as the very Jesus to whom they had grown close to. He who offered himself to God without flaw as a rational claim to be scripture's best interpreter. Then came their burning hearts. How do you define the scriptures or the quality that makes the Bible different to all other books? It defies definition, but the witness of God's Spirit in our hearts is the inward glow that confirms the outward revelation. After these two disciples had joined the others in Jerusalem that night, they'd given their witness and had heard the Lord's appearance to Peter, Jesus himself appeared in their midst. Luke wrote in Luke 24:45. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. An open Bible and open minds results in passionate hearts. Then came the breaking of the bread. The simplicity of Luke's writing here is full of reality and truth. Luke 24, 30-31 says, When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. Was it that familiar characteristic gesture that gave them their clue? Some mannerism reminding them of an unforgotten meal with the master. A symbol is an interpretation to the heart. Our Lord's symbolic act in Emmaus, sorry, in, in the Emmaus cottage was certainly an interpretation of the heart. And two hearts leapt to meet it. What resulted from their open eyes and their recognition of Christ, though? This was a joyous event. When they did recognize him, when they realized that the resurrection truly had occurred, all of life was changed by the experience. Every shattered hope was reborn. Every uncertainty vanished. The disciples' smouldering hearts burst into flames of joy, and all of life took on a different look. And note the deep haste that is suggested in Luke 24:33, and they rose at that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together. The disciples were in the grip of the greatest feeling in the world. Something had happened to them. They had wonderful news to tell. News that would set the hearts of all who heard it on fire with joy. And they couldn't wait to reach Jerusalem so that they could share it. In the intense excitement, they met the eleven and the others, saying, Have you heard? Did you know? Isn't it wonderful? And the disciples replied in Luke 24, 34, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Someone has defined the Christian life before as a lifelong Emmaus pilgrimage. And it's true. For now that he has risen and ascended, geography no longer exists in God's kingdom. A believing heart has everywhere as its holy land. Emmaus is 
anywhere where we meet the risen Lord and welcome him into our hearts. And when we meet him, we will know him because we will see him as he is. The resurrection is a historical fact. May God help us realize that fact. And until next time, stay in the blessings. I really want to encourage you to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him and He can make you whole, spirit, soul and body. You're important to God and you're also important to us at Refinery Life Australia. When it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal His promises to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Or even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us at www.refinerylife.org. Remember, 2020 is a year for clarity.